Welcome to Building Better Businesses. I'm Kristen Dees, founder of Catalyst Consulting, an agency that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs start, grow, and level up their businesses. This podcast will bring you interviews with experts in all things business related. Have questions for a business attorney? We've got answers. How about your health insurance? Got you covered there too. New episodes coming your way every week. Find us on the podcasting platform of your choice. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. My guest today is Amira Alvarez from The Unstoppable Woman, which is a global coaching company that helps entrepreneurs, empire builders, and rising stars in all fields achieve their goals and dreams faster than they ever believed possible, which is a holy mission if I've ever heard one. Um, Thanks for joining me today, Amira. Mm, So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think your story is pretty cool. So... Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are as a human being outside of the work stuff. Outside of the work stuff. Yeah, everyone, you know. (laughs) I, I, well, I will be, truth and transparency, I love my business. My business is my baby. My business is my life. Um, I'm not one of those people who thinks that uh, it's it's bad to go all in. So um, that is, you know, my, my business is my baby, my incredibly cute Welsh terrier is my my love of my life and then the second love of my life is my boyfriend and those that's like where I spend my energy and attention I I put a lot into those three categories in my life and um I've done lots of other things as well you know I I went from couch potato to finishing a marathon that was very exciting for me changing sort of, yeah, my, my self-image and my identity around not being athletic. And, you know, that's, that's still a work in progress, but, um, that was a big, that was a big shift for me. I've, I've lived all over the country. Um, I just bought a fabulous new house. Um, life is grand. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. I like it. I'm, uh, on the, the, the fitness journey a little bit too. It's kind of a, cause it really is like you were kind of alluded to there. It starts with like the self love and self worth kind of th- stuff too. Like that's kind of where it started for me is like, okay, I got to like treat myself the way that, um, I would want someone else to treat me <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and then vice versa, like how I want my, my friends to treat themselves. So it's a big deal. It's, it's one of the things, you know, I, I made the big uh, shifts in my business. And we can talk about that in a minute, but like, that was where the, the methodology that I teach, I I first started utilizing it, learning it, mastering it, applying it, teaching it. And then I realized I could do it for any aspect of my life, not just in my business. And I started really shifting things, you know, letting go of 30 pounds first, and then getting to, to finish this marathon. And, you know, really looking at how the the subconscious idea of who we are is what directs what we're able to achieve in our lives and the level of commitment that we'll have to it. And, you know, if you're all in on your business and then you start trying to do something really big uh, in a different area of your life, whether it's athletics or relationships or um, health or whatever you're going for, you will recognize how you're programmed to stop 
how you're programmed to hit a limit and say, oh, I couldn't do that. I can't possibly do that. And all the excuses and all the alibis come up and, and you have to figure out how to stay unstoppable, which is my business, right? Like my, my vision for people is like, how do you become the person that you want to be, know yourself to be, which, who does these things, but you haven't done it already and you're not that person yet, but you know that it's in there someplace. How do you, how do you achieve that? What are the tools for that? And, and, and it's not just saying, okay, I'm going to go do it. It's like, because people commit all the time and break commitments to themselves. Right. Um, and this is, this is the big challenge. So that's my, that's my world is, is how you do that. Mm-hmm. I love that too. Cause I was, uh, I don't remember where I saw, I spent a lot of time on TikTok, <laughs> but, uh, it's, there's so many great people and great creators on there. I've, I've actually learned a lot of stuff. Um, but I think it was on there. Somebody was talking about, um, breaking promises to yourself and like what that does to your, to your psyche and to you psychologically. Uh, and I was like, Oh wow, that's a whole different level of, okay. All right. Like, <laughs> you know, cause we do it all the time. And I know for me, like, I know when I know that I'm actually going to do something and I know when I'm probably not actually going to do it. So I just, that's like kind of a check-in space, uh, for me, but that was a huge, a huge thing. It's so bad for you. It's like, you wouldn't break promises to your friends or family or work or whoever. Right. I mean, most of us try not to. So when we commit to something and we tell ourselves we're going to do something and then we almost immediately break that promise or, or don't follow through, it's like a whole different, I was like, man, <laughs> this is yeah. self-work is a long journey. <laughs> and then it becomes habitual, right? Yes. And that's really, that's incredibly painful for people. I, I just do, I do something called these living room sessions where uh, we do two day intensives in my, my living room. And I just finished one yesterday and the day before. And one of the women was talking about how she was having a hard time claiming that next level business goal for herself. She really wanted it. She had the, like the juice, but like, can she really claim it? And part of what we really dug into and unpacked was like, she was having a hard time claiming it because she hasn't lived in integrity with herself up until now. She will make these big claims, set these big goals, um, or even smaller goals and not stay in commitment, stay accountable to herself. Um, and she breaks promises with herself. So she's now, she's done that habitually over and over again. It's painful. She's stuck in that loop and it keeps her from actually claiming those bigger things that she wants to go for because she doesn't have the track record with herself. So it becomes this really um, sticky wicket where you're you're stuck in a self fulfilling prophecy based on your past. And how do you how do you break free of that? Because you really do need to break free free of that. And you know, obviously, part of it is starting to build the the accountability with yourself and build the trust again with yourself. So it's a big yeah, deal. It's, it's it's wild. Well, and even like you were saying too, the the self uh, self fulfilling prophecies yourself self-imposed limits. Um, that happens all the time. And like some of it, I think comes from just the, the culture and the world that we're in where it's like, you know, you, once you start getting older, it kind of beats out of you. Like the world just beats out of you, like all the dreams and the hopes and the crazy things. And like, you can do anything and be anything you want to be and all this kind of stuff. And I was watching, this is going to be another TikTok reference, but <laughs> there's this guy, uh, he's, uh, 320 pounds. He's huge strengths. Uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Strong man. Like um, can lift insane weights or whatever, but he can jump. He has a vertical leap of like 
four feet, I think, standing. It might be more than that. So he does these box jumps, and he just floats up there. It's insane. They are so graceful. He just goes, boop, and, like, does box jumps and stuff. And it's just crazy to watch it. And he was he just posted a video um, of him, like, doing a progressive jump, like, starting and then adding stuff. And he's like, I'm 320 pounds uh, of basically solid muscle. And if you think that you can't do something, then you're going to – it's it's going to come true, basically. He's like, I decided that I wanted to be able to do this, like – crazy skill uh and look at this like it's nuts he's like a little butterfly but like a giant butterfly so i think it's cool anyway i love that <laughs> yeah. and it's true you know if you have if you if you are able to to if if you get an idea in your mind and you fall in love with it and you energize it emotion you you emotionalize it you will act in accordance with it and if you keep it present, if you if you've truly fallen in love with it, anything that you set your mind to, you can achieve if you want it badly enough and you don't let your fears if you want it more than than the fear of failing coming in. Right. You know, um, so and, and there's a lot of other fears, but th- that's a big one for people. So, you know, and, and then it takes, you know, there, there there's. There's no substitute for for action. There's no substitute for determination and persistence. Um, And yet there are so many super, 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 super smart, highly intelligent, really good people with really good products and services who have great work ethics, who do a lot of work, but they're not staying in commitment with themselves to the work that's going to move the needle in their business. And that's a real challenge. That's a painful place to be. And this is where that, that, that internal subconscious programming really comes in that, that self image and identity piece. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I do the same thing to myself. Um, you know, I try to, I, I'm a lot more conscious of it than I used to be, but it's still constantly like checking in and being like, okay, what am I, how am I getting in my own way today? <laughs> like, what is the, uh, how am I preventing myself from getting where I want it? Cause it's really, it's me. Like you said, you can do literally whatever you want. Um, if you just put in the time and effort to master whatever it is, whether it's, um, four foot box jumps or table tennis or whatever, like Scottish Highland games, that's another thing I follow. <laughs> like, uh, it's crazy. Like you just, if you just keep do, working at it, then, um, you can master it. So, um, yeah, I feel like we could talk for like 26 hours probably. <laughs> so, um, but tell us a little bit more about what you do, uh, how you provide support for business owners and entrepreneurs specifically. Yeah. So, so my story is, is, is that woman, right. Who was, hardworking, smart, all of that sort of stuff, had a great product and service, had had some level of success already. You know, my first year in business, I made 30K, felt good about like a nice chunk. Second year in business, 90K, didn't hit that mythical six-figure mark, but I was close. I tripled my income. That felt really good. My third year in business, I made 138. That felt like a nice chunk. I crossed that like that six-figure mark. I'm feeling pretty proud, but I was using what I call the spaghetti approach, which is, you know, do everything, throw everything at the wall, see what sticks, right? It, there was, um, I, it, I had one strategy, which was hard work, okay? Like just go hard all the time with everything, go hard. And it works to a, a degree until it stops working, right? Until you, you start hitting burnout and, and, and hitting that that upper limit there. And that happened to me. And there was this very pivotal moment where 
I was at the end of a work day. It was probably 6.45, 7 p.m. at night. And my then husband called upstairs and was like, hey, babe, dinner's ready. Come on down. I was like, oh, thank you. I'll be right down. I just want to get one more thing done. I'll be right down. An hour later, he's like, I love you. And I'm starting. And it was like, no guilt, no shame. But he, I was like, this is unsustainable. Like I had been up since 5.36 in the morning working. It wasn't a client day. So here's the rub, Kristen. It wasn't a client day. So I was like in the sweats that I had slept in. They were covered with dog hair. I hadn't taken a shower. And ew, gross, I hadn't even brushed my teeth that day. Okay. Like I was like, I, I was like, so like, there was a tiger chasing me with like all the amount of stuff that I had to do. And it was endless. It was endless. So it wasn't like I had a bad attitude. I was really enjoying myself. I loved building my business, but I, I was like, okay, this doesn't work. This is like, I see what success looks like. They have the same 24 hours in a day. How are they doing it? They must be doing it differently. Let's go study success. Okay, let's go figure out what successful people do. And that year, I went from making 138 to making 700K. I five times my income as a solo entrepreneur. I had like a VA assistant, but basically as a solo entrepreneur. And then subsequent to that, crossed the, the seven figure mark. And that was crazy. Like when I say, like, what do you want? and you can do whatever you put your mind to, I took that in. I claimed that year, I'm going to make a million dollars. Okay. Now, note, I didn't. Okay. Like if you're doing the math there that I, I made 700K, I didn't make a million dollars. Okay. But I got so much closer to it than I would have if I had said, okay, let's go for like, like let's go for 200 this year from 138 to 200, which would be quite a reasonable um, yet large increase. And I set a bigger goal and I did incredible things that I didn't know that I was capable of doing, but I did it. And then, you know, I, I was disappointed that I didn't make the seven figure mark. You know, I was going hard and really going after it and I really wanted it. And yet I had done so great. So I felt bad for a little bit for like one day, I allowed myself to, to wallow in it. And then I was like, Hey, wake up. You just did something amazing. Now, you know, you can do this again and again and again. And that's what I've done. And there's like a whole methodology to it. And, and there's a how to, to it. It's not magic. Um, and it's not without taking action, but that's, that's what I fundamentally help people with. Like, who do you know that you want to be or what's calling you for? What's your big dream? What's your big goal? What is it that you really want? Maybe it's an income goal for me. Totally transparent. That year it was an income goal. I was like, I want to make this income goal. And that's what I was going after. But like we started off the podcast with, like I've had, you know, other kinds of goals, like running a marathon was like a, um, a, a goal for me. And so whatever you want, let's, let me help you figure out how to achieve that faster than you thought possible. Like who, who thinks that they can go from 138 to 700K in one year, right? Like that's not, it's it's not like I'm the only person who's ever done that, but that's, I didn't have that as like previously to claiming that goal and figuring out how to do it. I didn't know that you could do something like that. I, I didn't have that as a frame of reference. Yeah. 
It's such a, I think for me, sometimes what I have a hard time with when it comes to goals too, is the goals that I haven't ever had before. So like when it comes to like, you know, health and fitness, like I've always struggled with it. I've always, um, weighed more than I should medically. And, you know, just in general, like I've never really been in great shape. I've played sports in high school and whatnot, but you know what I mean? So it's like, I've never been super fit or in shape. And so it's such a, it doesn't feel real sometimes. So I sometimes have to spend time like visualizing what I look like in that space because it just feels so not real, I guess. So like for, I think for a lot of people too, and especially when it comes to like large financial goals like that, cause that's one thing where I'm like, I'm going to make a million dollars. I actually said that about myself this year. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make a million dollars. And I was like, oh crap. But like, how though? Right. You know, cause it's like, that's an, un, that's an insane amount of money for most people. Um, and to, it's not tangible, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like some of those things, because you've never experienced it before, it makes it hard to like visualize how you actually really get there. So it's not just that you, you haven't, um, experienced it before and it's hard to visualize. That is true. Absolutely. hundred percent. It's even deeper than that. It's, it's that the image that you have of yourself, so your self-image that was built when you were very, very young, under the age of, say, 10, does not line up with the person who does those things, okay? Now, there's a conscious mind that says, yeah, I want that. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that my, di- my divine self or my essential self or my, my, my authentic self knows that, right? Like, I can do that. That's what I want. You, you have a calling forward of that. But the the small you that's, that was built when you were very, very young doesn't line up with that. And so it keeps you, so your subconscious mind, the program running in your subconscious mind tells you what to think about everything that you experience. It tells your conscious mind how to interpret the world. You think you're making conscious decisions, okay? You think you're saying, I, I'm going to do this kind of marketing or I'm going to have this kind of workout routine or I'm going to do this. But your subconscious mind tells you what to think about everything that comes into your world. So for instance, you might run across an opportunity in your business. Maybe it's to do some collaboration. Maybe it's to join a mentorship program. Maybe it's to learn something new. Maybe it's to do some sort of speaking, whatever it is. You get some sort of opportunity and it comes into your world. Or it could be a circumstance. It could be COVID, right? That's a circumstance. It comes into your world and you interpret it It you interpret it, it in a particular way that's unique to you, that's different than the way I interpret it or someone else. That interpretation is based on your subconscious programming. It's based on how you learn to look at yourself, others in the world at a very young age. So you see an opportunity and you decide, "Mm, that's not a good opportunity. I won't act on it. Whereas someone else would be like, that's a brilliant opportunity. I will act on it. Or that opportunity is too dangerous, right? Like I'm going to I'm not prepared to do that. I don't have time to do that. I'm moving. I'm changing. Um, I need to take care of my parents, my kids. I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to prepare. I need to go for that certification. There's like all sorts of things that come up. I can't do that yet. And you think of it as reasonable and rational, but it's really a filter for keeping you at the same level that you've always played at. And that's what you need to 
to shift. And your self-image is the aspect of your subconscious programming that tells you what to think about who you are. And until you change that, and it's an identity piece, until you change that, your outer results will basically be the same as what you've always gotten. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I really, I, it was an identity piece. I mean, I change things on a tactical level, Kristen. Like there are tactical things you have to do in business. So there's only three ways to make more money in business, right? You raise your prices, you sell more of what you've already sold, so quantity, or you add a new channel of income. It doesn't matter what kind of business you have. It all goes into those three categories and you can do a combination, but it's not complicated. Business, making more money is it's mathematically easy. It's that inner game piece that's, that throws up confusion, um, does the self-sabotaging, um, takes, causes you to take your eye off the ball, gets you distracted with all the other things, right? All of that is what makes it complicated. Do you need a business plan and a business strategy? Absolutely. But that's like 20% of what's required. And yet it's where most people spend all their time. No, I, I agree. And business but, strategies, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Business strategies are freaking essential. Okay. You need them, you, right? Like you need, you need a freaking plan. Okay. Like without a doubt. But if you see that as super, super important, okay, now build the, the iceberg underneath that. That's super, super important. But then there's this whole base that you also have to look at that most people aren't looking at, which is the, the subconscious and how that's driving them. That's mindset, right? That's, that's, that's your program. When you were talking earlier about achieving your goals faster than you ever thought possible, um, what, what does that mean? Like, how do you kind of teach that out, I guess? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different points to that, that we could, you know, we could go deep in a lot of different areas, but fundamentally you have to claim your big desire. Okay. What do you really want? And have it be, a goal worth failing for, okay? Something so big that you want it more than you fear the disappointment of making mistakes or not achieving it, okay? It has to be worth failing for because guess what? You will fail. But it's only really failure if you quit. You've heard that expression before. But you will fall on your face, okay? You will get your knees scraped. You will you will make mistakes. You will have, you know, uh, what is the expression? Pie in your face, mud in your face, whatever, you know, you know. Yeah. 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 I always mix, mix my idioms. So yeah. Pie in your face. Okay. Maybe it's pie. In I your think face. so. I think it's both. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Um, you, you know, that, that is part of being in business. Like if you need safety and security and certainty, um, so much that you're not willing to make a mistake, you will not succeed. Okay. You will not, you will go, uh, at a snail's pace because you won't take the actions that are required that by definition require risk because you've never done them before. Growth is doing things you've never done before. And if you're not willing to risk a little bit, you'll never get, get to the next level. So if you want to get to the next level faster, you have to risk more and more quickly. So that's one thing you have to really want what you want. Well, that was about three things at one. You have to really want what you want. Okay. It has to be a goal worth failing for. You have to take risks 
And then a huge big one, Kristen, and I teach this all the time. Like this is, I have mugs that say I am a quick decider on them. Like I, this is like part of what I share with my clients all the freaking time. We, we have it at our summits. We have it like in practically every teaching. And it's that if you want to close the gap on time and achieve your goals faster than you ever thought possible, you have to make faster decisions. You have to be a quick decider. Because if, if, we, if I just compete against myself, okay, if say I'm, I'm in business and I need to hire someone, I need to grow my team, right? I'm, I'm leveraging, I'm scaling, I need to bring someone on. And I take three months to hire someone versus three weeks to hire someone or three days to hire someone, I have a different result in terms of how long it takes me to do the thing that th- that team person, that new new employee is going to be able to execute on for me. I may make a mistake making a decision in three days or three weeks, but I may make the same mistake waiting three months or three months worth of opportunities will have passed me by because that, that person hasn't been on onboarded. So how quickly can you do the things that you need to do in your business? How quickly can you make decisions and be a quick decider? And this is for everything, right? This is for, for every single decision that you're making in your business. And in the beginning, deciding quickly was, I don't know, I'm going to make up a metric three weeks for me. And then it became, uh, one week for me and then became three days for me and now it becomes three hours and then three minutes. Like I am with my team, I'm making decision, decision, decision so very, very quickly. I didn't get there overnight, but it's part of what's required to scale a business. You have to build that muscle. That makes sense too. Cause I, um, I help people sometimes too with just the analysis paralysis and the concept that there's no such thing as a perfect plan. Um, because of that exact point, like people are afraid to fail and they don't want to make mistakes. And, um, I am of the school of thought that fail forward, <laughs> um, and learn as you go. Cause you're never going to know, right? Like you don't know until, like you said earlier, you don't know until you've done it. You've never done it before. That's what growing is. And so you just got to come up with a plan. And if it's a big plan, you should probably have some sort of strategy behind it. Yeah. Like don't always wing everything all the time. I'm telling myself that too, cause I'm a winger. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about, I feel like that's entrepreneurship at its core too, is just the journey is learning as you go and figuring stuff out that you didn't even know you needed to know. Like you bump up against something and you're like, well, I guess I need to figure out social media now or how to do an, an e-commerce store on my website. All right. Uh, let's do this. Um, so yeah, so it's, I think it's, uh, it's tough for people sometimes to get past that. And I think it just depends on what your experience and stuff is too, as far as being willing to just make a leap, like you said, make a decision and, and do something and take action and go forward. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but you never know the other way might not worked out either. So <laughs> there's no way to know. It's just like, just carry on. It'll be okay. Um, yeah, no, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's different for different people, Kristen. And this goes back to that self-image thing. So like how you were brought up and what you were conditioned to think about who you were in this world. Like if you were told you were bad and wrong for making mistakes in some 
direct or indirect way, you will have a harder time risking, right? You will have a harder time taking action and being okay with making a mistake because that felt um, unsafe when you were a child, okay? And, and, and then that impacts how you go forward. But it's a, it, it is a skill that you can learn, which is the positive thing. You can move beyond your conditioning. Yeah, that's what I was going to um, ask you too. As far as working on the self-image to hit your goals and like to be successful, um, what do you, how do you kind of start with people on that process? Is it more of like you said, like digging into what your, what your programming is and like, I guess like childhood triggers and stuff like that's something it's just been fairly recent for me is like figuring out some of those things that when it comes to like relationships and in general, I'm like, Oh man, I got to unravel some stuff here, you know, but you don't know. So like, how do you kind of work with people through that? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look at where they're getting stopped up stuck right now. So where are they hitting a wall? What's their pattern for stopping? Where are they consistently going off track. And sometimes that takes a little digging or they're not aware of it. And sometimes uh, they're perfectly aware of where they're stopping, but they don't know how to get out of that pattern. Okay. So first it's like getting clear about what's actually happening right now. And then it's figuring out where did you learn that that was the strategy for survival. Okay. Because your subconscious has one goal in very black and white, one goal, keep you alive. Yeah. Like it doesn't want you to die. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a a, a, a very exaggerated or extreme, not exaggerated, but extreme example of this is, is the person who's in a relationship and uh, involved in domestic abuse. Right. And she very rarely he, but the person won't leave the re- the relationship because not because they don't recognize that they're being abused, but because it's safer to stay. Meaning, let me clarify that. Meaning their subconscious knows that this abuse, this is survivable. They haven't died yet. But if they leave, they don't know what that will look like. That's a risk. That's an unknown. We don't know if that's survivable. Now we know consciously that it's survivable. We see examples of that all over the place that it's survivable, but we don't know for ourselves that it's survivable. So we stay in an abusive relationship. That's an extreme example. Okay. But that's the way your subconscious works. Your subconscious says anything that you've experienced and you've survived, meaning you're still alive, that's survivable. We'll do that even if it's not what you want. So this comes up a lot in business and finance and money goals and things like that. If you have um, a pattern of, let's say, making money but never having enough in your bank account, okay, that's a survivable pattern for you. That is something that you know that you can survive because you haven't died yet. Consciously, consciously you're like, I freaking want to be flush. You know, I don't want to be going, you know, playing the shell game with my credit cards or whatever (laughs) the entrepreneur is doing. Okay. And by the way, if that's you like zero shame, this is something that like behind the scenes, I see all the time with entrepreneurs, they're trying to make it work, but that is a, a, 
and, and to some degree, that's a strategy, right? And it, and it works to, to leverage. However, if you, you want to be flush, but your subconscious says it's survivable to always be behind, always be struggling, always, always just have enough, you'll continue to just have enough no matter how much money you make. It's fascinating. I see this all the time. So we have to unpack those patterns, see where they were developed, and and really um, bring the light of day to the matter and flush it out, reframe it, and then set up um, an action plan that you will stick to so that you break through. Now, sticking to it and breaking through can be terrifying because it goes contrary to what your subconscious wants you to do. It's not, it's not safe to your subconscious. It's not survivable. So it will throw up all sorts of sabotages. Some of them are really intense. People get sick. People get exhausted. People um, pick fights. They get into accidents. Like it's, it's crazy what will happen. Okay. Anything to get you to stop. And now that sounds scary and sometimes it is. But that's why you have to want it badly enough because once you actually then do the thing and you survive it, then your subconscious knows that's survivable. Okay, we can do that again. That's so great. It's just, it's nuts how much of an impact it has too. Because like, especially for, I think for me, one of the things that I um, was most annoyed by when I started doing like some inner work uh, is I have, I have always been super self-aware, very reflective it's what some might call a defense mechanism or maybe a coping mechanism. Because <laughs> you know? I'm like, if I know what's wrong with me before you do, then you can't hurt me um, or be upset with me because I already know that I'm not great in these areas. So um, yeah, so like being super aware of that stuff was, it, it, it felt like I was more um, evolved or I had grown more than I thought that I had until I started doing some of that. Like, yeah, like I said, like, uh, inner child and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Oh man, (laughs) like, okay. All right. I'm not as smart as I thought I was. This is annoying. Um, and just like working through some, I definitely have an inner saboteur and like all those little things that I do. And it's funny when you were talking about the things that people do to get themselves out of doing things. (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know that I've ever made myself sick, but I definitely, I'm constantly having to like kind of check in when it comes to like burnout and those kinds of things. Um, because I have a tendency to burnout. Um, I overcommit a lot and then end up in a situation where I'm like, well, I have too many things to do. So now I'm working a bunch and I'm really tired and burnout. And then I have to like swing the pendulum. So it's like a constant, I'm like, okay, wait, do I just really not want to do this? Or am I actually really tired? And do I need to take a break? Like what's the balance here? Cause it's like, the two parts, the logic brain and then, yeah, the subconscious, my lizard brain, it's like, nope, um, <laughs> trying to battle with each other all the time. So it's an interesting struggle. Uh, yeah, you have to learn discernment on that, right? And and that's a big part of it, for sure. It's honestly, it's funny. I keep talking about this health and fitness thing. Like, I've been um, on this health and fitness journey for probably about a year. Like, it's been a slow, slow progress of... Um, changing sleep patterns, like progressively getting up earlier and just building consistency and then like adding on to those things. Right. But, um, the discipline has always been a thing. So I get up at four 30 in the morning now 
which is nuts. Like if you had told me that 10 years ago, I would have thought you were high. Like there's no way I get up at 4.30 in the morning, five days a week, like it's no big deal and just like go work out. <laughs> it's so crazy. But uh, it took so much work to get there. It wasn't just like, oh, I get up at 4.30 in the morning. It was uh, literally like COVID long <laughs> process of like, I'm. this is not how I'm going to live my life anymore. But like having to go through that and some of that was like when you wake up in the morning and you're really tired. Like today, I did not want to get out of bed, but I'm like, you have to get out of bed because you will be so upset if you don't and you will be disappointed in yourself and you're going to let yourself down. So I get up and I put my stuff on and I go to the gym and I'm, it's fine when I'm there. We all know that, right? It always feels yeah. good when you're there. It's just the things that your brain does to you at 4.30 in the morning or whatever that version is for you. Uh, so yeah. And you've been doing it for a year. Um, right? I, so 4.30, it's been like three or four months. I've been getting up at 6.30 for a year. And then for the last like two or three months, it's been, I moved it up to 4.30. So, so, so there you go. So, so it's still a little bit new, but it's not like you just decided to do this yesterday and your, your subconscious is kicking up a storm. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a big deal. You have to build in that level of accountability and focus and habits um, and there are habits in business too that you just need to build in. And once you get that, and then and and you also have to see yourself as someone worthy of receiving at the level that you want to receive. Yeah. And that's a like that's a big one. That was a big one for me, Kristen. Like I I kind of I kind of saw myself that way, but I wasn't living that way. Like the results that I was like how I was actually living my life was not that right. And I had to really start building what I felt worthy of receiving by, by raising my, my need line, by like spending more on myself. And that was a huge challenge because I had, you know, I had self-worth issues. I had double binds that were like, if you uh, spend money on anything besides books, that's frivolous, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, these, these old messages that it kept me from being someone who took good care of herself, um, you know, loved the way she looked, spent money on the things that she wanted to spend. Because here's the thing, if you want to build a big business, right, if you want to achieve some bigger goals, and everyone has different level goals, but like most people want, you know, for me, it was like, I don't want to have to worry about making a money decision. Like if I want something, I want to be able to buy it. I don't want to have to go, hmm, you know, like, can I afford that or can I not? I just want to be able to go click and buy, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yet I did not, I wasn't behaving that way and I didn't think I was worthy of that. Be, like my spending habits, my buying habits were absolutely not that, you know, what I was actually doing in reality was on Amazon spending an hour and a half deciding between something that was $18.99 and something that was $10.99 so that I could, you know, save that $7, like what, reading all the reviews, right? How many people have done this? Like I, I would get sucked into that because that was how I was raised. Like you have to, you have to spend the time on this. You have, right. But really I'm worthy of buying what I want. It's 1899. Just buy the thing. Okay. Just get the one you want. It's fine. Yeah. You're worthy of, you're worthy of it being easy. You're worthy of that extra $7. And that, that's, 
at all levels. You know, it starts there, but then it was like, I'm worthy of flying first class. I'm worthy of having a stylist. I'm worthy of living in a beautiful, ordered environment. I'm worthy of taking care of my, um, you know, my hair in the way I want it to be taken care of. And not every day is like perfect, perfect day, but like, I, like I had to incrementally increase my, the way I was treating myself and I had to match it by doing the work in my business. So it's not one or the other, you know, it's not like the, this, the bypassing is like, if I buy the thing, the more money is going to come into my life. No, 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 no. You know, if you buy the thing, you actually have to build the business that supports that, but you've increased your desire level. So if you're someone who keeps her commitments on, on like a financial perspective, then you'll do the work to get to that level. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense because it's even when you were talking about like getting your hair done the way you want to get it done, like that's all been part of the this process for me too. It's just been, it's interesting because it's I'm like I spend so much money on my hair <laughs> that like I never I did box dye forever because it was that's also how I was raised is we didn't have a lot of money and so it just kind of you know you do what you what you got to do to feel good about yourself in the way that you can. Um, but yeah, it's just like the, like, I, this is how I want to be. Like, this is what I want. I want to not have gray hair yet, you know? So I'm going to keep doing something about it. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just until I get I to the point where it's fine. I don't know if I ever will, but, uh, right now it's like this and it makes me feel good. And it's just those little things, like you said, like the little commitments to yourself. And, um, it's so huge. <laughs> it's been such a, I mean, God, it's probably been a few years of, of work. Um, some of it hasn't necessarily been conscious, but like you were saying too, I've always been, um, outwardly and intrinsically. I appear like I'm confident and I'm very secure in who I am as a person. Um, it's just the set that other piece, like you were talking about the self-worth and like, um, this, I, I deserve this. I can do this. I can earn this. I can, whatever it is. And like getting those conversations into your head instead of the other stuff, like, oh, this is too much money to spend. Or I can't, I still do that with Amazon sometimes. Like I was looking for new workout leggings cause I want pockets in them. So I like spend, I don't know how long I'm like, why am I looking? It's fine. Like just buy $25. Okay. Like it's fine. <laughs> You'll be okay. Totally. No, I mean, I like buy the ones that have the pockets yeah. in it. Buy the cute ones that you really like that are going to fit the best, right? And and I don't want to be flip about this because I also understand that some some people are like, well, I hey, that's all great and fine for you. You you've made this big business, right? What about me? I ha- I don't have that expendable income, and I I want to just speak to that. I had to start where I was at at the very beginning and 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 do it incrementally, but quickly. And that's the thing. It's like each moment, hold yourself to that little higher standard. So if it's an $8.99 to a $18.99 kind of thing, you can do that. Okay. Like just do that. Right. And then like for me, one of the first things was uh, getting my nails done and spending the $45 on the uh, it was gel manicures at the time. Now, Oh yeah. But um, you, you know, like I was like, I remember I was like pacing across the street from the nail salon, like trying to figure out if like, should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? And it's, it's, it's funny. That might not be your thing, you or the, your listeners, but it was my thing. I was like, am I worthy of this? What would my husband think if I got a $45 manicure? Right? Like that was like the permission in my head was 
like from my husband. That's cray cray. Okay. Like he didn't care actually. Okay. It was all me, but I wasn't accepting responsibility for making those kinds of decisions. So I had to like start making these micro decisions and doing it as quickly as possible. And like you, then it was like, getting my hair done and not getting, doing it myself. And then it was hiring a stylist and then it was um, hiring a better stylist. And then it was going shopping and not looking at the price tags. And before I decided if I liked the thing or not, right? Like just liking it for liking it and then looking at the price and, and, and then flying first class and next and next and next. But it didn't happen overnight. It started with very small micro decisions. And, and if you the listener can start with those small micro decisions and hold yourself to that higher standard wherever you're at. Like just keep stretching yourself just a little bit more and a little bit more. You'll do great with this. Yeah, I love it. This is great. This is a great conversation. <laughs> and oh, I wanted to ask too, what um what's something that people could do right now to increase their cash flow? I saw that on a on one of your cheat yeah. sheets for me. Yeah. So, you know, fundamentally you know, going back to those three things that, that, um, create more in your business, identify, like, are you going to raise your prices? Are you going to go for increasing volume? So quantity, or are you going to add a new channel of income? Like make a decision around that. Really look at your, your business model and say, which one of these things am I going to do? And it can be a combination. You can do more than one, but which is your primary thing? And then, come up with a plan to do that, right? Be, be a quick decider, decide it, don't overthink it, um, and, and go for it. And then, you know, this is, this is my world, but it really worked for me and it works for my clients. Get help. Like the whole, like I had a very DIY mentality early on in my business and it was limiting me. It wasn't, it wasn't helping me. Now the positive side of DIY is like, you're taking personal responsibility, you're taking ownership, you're, you've got good work ethic. That's not to be sneezed at. Like that's important. You must have those things, but you can fast track your success by getting help from someone who has a different level of awareness than you have. Okay. Your level of awareness is getting you the results that you're getting right now. And you have to own that. Okay. You have to own that. Your level of awareness is getting you the results that you are experiencing right now. If you want better results, higher results from, from where you are now, you want to jump to a higher level, you have to look at the, the game plan from a different level of awareness. And generally speaking, people can't do that on their own because they're stuck in their current level of awareness. They don't know any different. So that's where working with a mentor, working with a coach, working with a strategist, someone who had done, has done what you want to do already can really fast track your experience. It, it did for me. And I, I, I still am in that process, right? I might, I might be further along than some of your listeners, right? Like I've got this great business. It's a multi seven figure business, but I, I have a mentor. I have a coach. I am, I am a small fish in a big pond in, in other areas of my life because I always want to keep learning and, and bringing in that higher level of awareness. It, it's one of the, the absolute keys to success. And then studying, you know, one of the biggest things that I did when I made that quantum leap was I studied, I really looked at what success 
was based on. And the, the study that I did in particular was around universal laws. And that's a bit woo-woo, but it really helped explain what seemed like a random universe, like why some people were successful and other people weren't, and they both worked hard. Like, how is that? Like, what, why is that? It explained it to me. And I really went deep into to studying that, and that's a big part of how I coach and teach is around these laws because once you understand them and you start applying them, things skyrocket. It's just freaking amazing. So those those would be what I would give people. Do you have a like a book or someone that you um, like that you got some of that stuff from, like that somebody could look? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the first one that I'm going to say is one that many people know: Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, classic. Uh, we do something on our, um, it, it's a free download called the Morning Mindset Club, where I go through the entire book, paragraph by paragraph, and explain how to apply it to your life. So this is a, a free download. You can get an audio that's, you know, between three and 10 minutes long every morning. And it, it and there's little uh, application questions and quizzes. It's like a whole program. We should probably charge $2,000 for it, but it's free. So run, run, don't rock. So, um, that, that's a great place to, to, to learn. We have our podcast. That's also, I teach a lot on universal laws there. And then in terms of other books, another classic would be the science of getting rich by Wallace Waddles. Something I teach in detail. We have a program on that. Um, working with the law by Raymond Hollywell, one of my favorite books. Um, you squared, by Price Pritchard, um, As a Man Thinketh, James Allen. Those are some of my tops. There are many more, like, yeah. <laughs> but those would be, you know, yeah. some good ones. Perfect. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm not always good at that kind of stuff. The, like, learning in, I guess, book fashion. <laughs> um, I like to read for fun only for some reason, and I just, I don't enjoy it. So I'm going to, but I'm trying to co- commit to myself to do that a little bit more, um, even if it's just read, um you know, a productive book in between all the non-productive ones at some point. So those are good. Well, it's all good. Are you an audio, audio learner? Do you learn no. like, that way? Because I've done, I've tried to do like, I don't love podcasts either, which is funny because I have my own, <laughs> I listen to mine. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It's more like conversational seems to be like, I like to talk to people. Like I learn from this kind of a conversation where we're talking about our experiences and things that you know, and things that you've learned. And then we sort of, you know, mishmash something together. So Books just seem to be kind of dry for me in that way for some reason. So then, then mentorship is the way for you to learn because that's that's what mentorship is, right? I was gonna give a give another you know um, nudge towards the Morning Mindset Club because if you were an auditory learner, that, that you don't have to read the book; you can just listen to the like I pull out the nuggets from oh. it. Oh, so uh, yeah, so that that's where I was going with that. But yeah, I would figure out how to how to really learn these laws through, through conversation. And, you know, we do that through, we have a summit called the unstoppable woman income breakthrough summit, where I go through each of the laws, um, and really give people a great overview of that. And then we teach people how to apply them and stay accountable to them in, in our mastermind. So there's, there's ways to, to learn, um, that aren't, just book learning for sure. That's wonderful. The world is a wonderful place these days for sure for that. It is. <laughs> um, perfect. Well, um, any last thoughts before we wrap up? 
that we forgot to talk about? Oh, well, there's a whole, <laughs> yeah. there's tons that we haven't talked about. Yeah. Uh, but, but like but my concept is like be unstoppable, stay unstoppable. That, that doesn't mean like be overwhelmed or, or be exhausted or go, go in, into burnout. Like the unstoppable woman is about recognizing that you have this incredible potential inside of you, that you were made for more, that you were made for greatness. And yet there are things that you don't understand about yourself that are keeping you stopped. And if we can help you figure out how to break through those things and we do it again and again and again, as, as fast as humanly possible, right? With, with joy and delight. Like I live a freaking delighted lit up life. Okay. If, if you can, you can do incredible things with your life and don't hold yourself back go figure out whether it's with me or with someone else figure out how to move through the places that stop you and be unstoppable because you know you're 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 here for more and it's time for you to start living it out like that's that's the message that i have for everyone yeah that's amazing thank you i'm so glad we connected um this is great Perfect. Well, um, thank you. And I'll post links and everything for everybody for Amira. So in, in the show notes and everything like that, if you want to get connected with her and then on the social media posts too. So you can get in touch. Um, I think it would be amazing. And thank you again for hanging out with me for an hour. You're so welcome. Would you mind if I shared my, uh, links and things like that? Oh yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to get that morning mindset club, I would go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. That's where we have all the the downloads and things like that that you can tap into. We have something called the scale plan there. There's lots of really good things there. And then we have, a uh, if you like social media and engagement, uh, our Facebook group is where we do most of the engagement. It's a free group, um, but it's a private group. So you have to like click the link and, and we'll let you in. And that's called, if you search Be Unstoppable. Uh, the Facebook group is called Be Unstoppable. And it's for women entrepreneurs, small business owners, uh, women who really have that growth mindset and are going for more. So those would be like the best places. And then of course, we have a podcast, the Unstoppable Woman podcast on all channels and would love you guys to listen. So there you go. Perfect. Awesome. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Well then I will let you go and we'll have, uh, hopefully a wonderful rest of our day, right? (laughs) Yes, we will. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. 